Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, here in my bedroom, kicking up with my feet on my bed, sitting on a chair with a mixer on my bed, the computer on the bed. Everything's on the bed except for me. I'm on the bed. Yeah, everything's on the bed except for me. <laughs> What's going on? What's the point of recording at home if I'm not even on the bed, too? I feel like we could have found a way to get you up here on the bed. I feel weird having all this equipment on the bed, to be honest with you. It is very strange. It's a very strange setup. But yeah. it, we do what we got to do. Hey, guys, it's Amanda. And uh, it is a Tuesday, I think. I'm really messed up with dates because we just returned from running the Canadian Massage Conference in Halifax, Such Nova a good Scotia. Conference. It was really fun. Good turnout. Really exhausting. And um, every night after the conference, you know, it was just celebrations, and we were hanging out with attendees and the instructors and the team. And it was good. I am so tired. And um, did not arrange a babysitter for this evening, but we've got a really cool guest on Zoom tonight. We're talking to Sophie, who is a massage therapist, and uh, she's in Vancouver. So for her, it's not super late, but for us, it's uh, it's getting late. Like it's almost getting to my bedtime. How old are you? What do you mean your bedtime? <laughs> old what, do you have a bedtime? Who has a bedtime? I just told you we spent days conferencing and networking bedtime. and I am tired. Sophie, do you have a bedtime? Uh, 9.30, so it's about your time right now. See? See? So if Sophie was Amanda. here, it would be bedtime. So you 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 go, like, you plan this out and so, like, clockwork, you're in bed by 9.30? Yeah, it's not like I fall asleep at 9.30, but yeah, 9.30 is, like, it's a good time. I really need to start doing that again. Mark no reminds schedule. me every so often how we used to do this, and I don't know how we fell out of it because it was actually so smart. It wasn't quite 9.30 because I am actually quite uh, night owl I have to um, it has to be a conscious decision for me to go to bed early if it were up to me I'd probably be up until like one two in the morning most nights because I don't know I get this energy at night I love the night I love nighttime yes I know he's looking at me like this makes no sense I'm saying I'm tired I'm thinking, now because I'm, I'm just, tired I'm just thinking but remember Cosby when show and then what came after Cosby show I'm not as old as you I have no idea I have no idea different world but let, me, let me finish this thought cheers, let me finish this thought get, then, rid of, get rid of the old shows that nobody else knows I'm just saying 9.30 was one of the, the primetime television shows yes so 9.30 is a little early but there was a period in our life What's when our early? oldest child who was going to be nine soon was I don't know maybe between like one and one and a half and every night like clockwork Mark we would get ready and we would be in bed Yep. no later than 11 o'clock yep. and that was perfect because usually like she's I don't know she must take after her mama she never got up before like 7 a.m. so we would get like eight hours sometimes eight and a half nine hours of sleep every night mm. that was fantastic we need to start doing that again Sophie what time do you get you up in the morning let me guess Okay. Oh, you're gonna guess. No, no, no. <laughs> you, you, I, I feel like you're an early rise though oh no definitely not really I'm like a sun riser so like I'll wake up when the sun gets up, but I'll stay in bed until like 7, 7.30. And I'm like, ah, okay, I'll roll out of bed. That's early. Yeah, Listen, that's early. Yeah, you, but like do you considering work the fact that I go to bed at 9.30, I'm in bed for like 10 hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> do, you work, do you work out in the morning? Um, No, I don't. <sighs> See, I would have read you as like, I wake up early, I go work out, I blah, blah, blah. Maybe I don't she know meditates I don't know in the morning. Do you meditate in the morning? No. No, she just chills. <laughs> well, I will wake up. Like if, like, I, Recently, I've been playing uh, beach volleyball, obviously. We've d d done some meetings, like, not that early, I guess, like, 9, 9.30, and for that, I'll wake up and go. But other than that, like, I'm not, I don't like mornings that much, you know. 
I like hanging out at home in the morning. I really, really do understand that. Like I said, there's I want to be a morning person. There Why? is something very Why do you want to be there's a something person? very beautiful about the morning. I actually love like you want to be outside love, in the morning. Yes, I love sunrises. I love winter sunrises. morning breeze. Do you feel the same way yes, I do. I there's a any day that I actually do get my lazy ass up and I get outside first thing in the morning, I'm telling you my day is just better. Like getting up and getting out right away is very helpful for me. Yet I don't do it because somehow I get my energy, like my my brain works best. I function best at night, but I really do love mornings, but I just can't do it. Like in the morning, I move so slowly. I'm clumsy. I can't make decisions. My thoughts are going 7,000 different ways. I am not ready to be a there's, functional person There's only in the one place that I like mornings outside, and that is Atlantic Coast, Florida. That is the only place where I'm like, I love getting up early and I'm already up early. I mean, I love getting up early and going outside. I love getting up early, going outside and being on the beach for a sunrise because, you know, you're on the Atlantic side. So that's true. I usually woke up. I usually woke up alone in Florida. Like usually by the time I'd wake up, Mark was on the beach. (laughs) Yeah. It's different than when you're in the Caribbean. I don't know. Florida. I I really enjoy that. Okay. Well, so now we know all three of us, we like mornings, but we're not morning people. (laughs) So let's see what else we have in common. So Sophie is is a massage therapist. There's another thing we have in common. Uh, Sophie was a massage therapist here in Ontario and Ottawa and is now in BC. And we're going to talk about some different things like the whole transition and the differences. But before we do, Sophie, for anyone listening, can you introduce yourself a little bit about um, your journey into massage therapy and up until now? And then we'll get into how you ended up leaving Ontario and going to British Columbia. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, um, been a massage therapist since 2016. Um, I was working in Ottawa before moving here. I had my own uh, mobile clinic and yeah, decided to move to Vancouver, maybe temporarily, maybe not. We'll see. That's what everybody says, right? And uh, yeah, now I'm working in a clinic here in Vancouver. So wait, 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 wait. Let's let's look. Like, let's, you let's, just gave us Cole's notes. Let's, let's, let's I gave you the freedom to I, tell I, me everything, and you just I, gave I, me Cole's I, notes. I want to. I want to <laughs> know what makes you want to leave Ottawa, like, and not even just leave it to go somewhere else in Ontario. Like I'm, I'm, I'm leaving the province and I'm going to the farthest province on the other side. (laughs) Why, why the leave? Well, Oh, have you guys ever been to Vancouver? No, I have not. Actually, BC is the only province that I've never stepped foot in. Sorry. Sorry, BC therapists. I've never been there. I feel like you would come here and then you'd understand. Like, not that I don't like Ottawa. Ottawa's great. It was great. It was, you know, fine nothing you know but it was just very predictable I guess nothing wrong with that um we were kind of excited about the adventure and the lifestyle if that makes sense like Vancouver is very like I don't know outgoing and like sporty and like easygoing I don't know how to explain it there's just like this vibe about it so you had you had you had been before you decided I'm gonna pick up and, and go live and work yeah 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 Okay. Yeah, we came to visit for about two weeks, uh, about a year before we came here. So it's it's funny that you say that. I I know a handful of people from BC. I've got some personal friends. We've met tons of therapists from BC. And I 
genuinely feel that all of you are very outdoorsy, adventurous people. Like, I don't even know if that's to be true. I just assume everybody from BC likes the outdoors and likes adventure and likes nature. So what you're saying fits in line with the stereotype I have already created. Um, And when you were introducing yourself and you said you play beach volleyball and you said, obviously, like, were we supposed to know that? (laughs) Yeah. 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 So obviously you're on the coast, right? And there's like tons of beach, obviously. (laughs) So there's uh, nets like posts that are there year long. And since we don't get big winters, I guess, we maybe have like, I don't know, maybe two weeks of snow. Other than that, people play beach volleyball year long. Um, And yeah, like we obviously, like we love that. We play beach volleyball and we're super outdoorsy. So it's like, I want to say like half the population here like plays either recreationally or, you know, it's very, it's a very common sport here. Amazing. And Mark says you're a giant. So it suits you. (laughs) How tall, how tall are we talking here? I'm 5'10". Oh, she's not a, she's barely taller than I am. She's pretty tall. (laughs) I remember she took a, we took, she took a course in Ottawa. That's how I met her. Okay. And she was sitting on the floor and she was taller than me when I was standing. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I could believe that but I'm uh, hey, well, I mean, hey I'm over I'm I'm over five eight so she's not that much taller than I am. was there ever any apprehension about like I'm leaving home did you feel like Ottawa was home like I I, I I'm in I'm in Toronto and I yeah. I feel like Toronto is home like I always want to come back and touch base I can't I can't imagine my as much as I would like to think like oh I want to live here I want to live here I want to go do this I want to live on the beach I don't think I ever would because to me this is just kind of stamped in my head this is home so I'm always coming back here and you want to know something when she was describing Ottawa and she said there's nothing wrong with it but it got right. very predictable my right. first thought was that is I, I, Mark's I like predictable. yeah like that is Mark's dream he likes his comfort zone he likes predictability so what i want to know then is it ottawa didn't necessarily ottawa did not feel like home to you or is it like you're just like an adventurous person you're like fuck it i'm just gonna go here and see what happens ah kind of it was like it was very bittersweet it was like i was really looking forward to the adventure but obviously you're scared right like there's things that were that were like not holding me back but things to think about like i i did have my my mobile clinic there and you know, I had a lot of clients there that really did rely on me just because of the nature of mobile um, massage therapy. And so obviously some people were really, really sad when they heard I was leaving, but like for now, okay, let's backtrack. When the decision was made, the decision was made for us to move here temporarily to kind of see. Okay. And now that I'm here and doing that and I'm meeting everybody that's like everybody that's here right now are not necessarily necessarily from here. They're like, yeah, I moved here five years ago. What I thought was going to be a year and here I am and I'm still here, you know, mm-hmm. or 30 years ago or, you know, people fall in love and they stay. Right. But for me, I think that what made it easy to come is, was like the temporariness of it, I guess. Cause we knew we were going to be here for maybe a year, maybe not. Right. And you know what I mean? Like there, it's not a certainty, like we're moving here forever. So you, th- you thought, in your mind, like, okay, this is going to be a fun adventure, but Ottawa, I'll be back. And now that you're there, you're like, Ottawa, I might not be back. That's the ultimate question, really. Hmm. Aside from the fact that I'm sure BC is beautiful, like I said, I can't, you know, I have no firsthand experience because it's the only province I've not been to. But aside from the nature and the beauty, why do you think you would want to stay there? 
Or is that is that it? It's just it's such a lifestyle. It I'm is, gonna guess it's lifestyle. It's I'm gonna guess lifestyle. I'm gonna guess that BC lifestyle just really matches with what you enjoy doing more so than anywhere else that you've been so far. You're like, this is just it, it just feels right. That's my guess. Yeah, you're you're right. But like you said, there's also this aspect of my family and my friends are all back in Ontario, Ottawa and everything. So like there's I'm kind of torn. I'm like, wow, I belong here. And also like I also missing a big part of my life if I, you know what I mean? Like my two life paths will be super different if I decide to stay or come back. Right. Like that's where I'm at in in this, but yeah, definitely lifestyle is like unparalleled to what Ottawa can offer. Definitely. So you were a registered massage therapist here in Ontario and Mm -hmm. you moved to another regulated province. We've had some people Mm -hmm. talk about this, but for anybody who's maybe a newer listener or is also considering the same thing. Can you walk us through um, either the ease or difficulty of changing provinces and moving to another regulated province, sort of the steps you had to take, how you planned for it, that kind of thing? Yeah, it's actually fairly easy. It took like the whole process took a couple of months just because paperwork and, you know, um, so basically you apply and then you have to pay the uh, CMTO to the College of Ontario to kind of transfer, not transfer, but like prove that you're in good uh, standing. And then kind of all the things that I guess you do from province to province. So law, ethics, professionalism, course exams, um, a part is done online and a part is done like with a proctor in like a, in a room. They're really like specific about that. Uh, and, you know, criminal record check, everything. One thing I noticed, like their um, online course for, in law ethics and professionalism is like, I would kind of, how do I say that? Kind of similar to what Strive is giving us, but mm-hmm. way better. They were giving us really good, I, I can't really talk about the exam, obviously, but they would say like, oh, this is what we need you to know. And give you a concrete example and also a concrete, very vague example. So everything was very, I don't know, like I really enjoyed how CMTBC presented their information and it was really clear. And the you mean, you mean not confusing? The wording didn't leave you asking questions and scratching your head and <laughs> questioning your own sanity? <laughs> exactly. But you know what I mean? Like usually you'll read that. You're like, oh, what about this? And they were like, in the case of this, this. And then you're like, ah, amazing. That makes sense. Like, I feel like with Strive, I was always like, what? Like, what if this happens? I'm curious. And those answers were never there. I'm curious to know then, and, and no one in this room or over Zoom right now would be able to answer this question, but just so I can kind of put the other part of it out there. I'm curious if the jurisprudence exam for someone entering outside of Ontario from another regulated province is just a very clear-cut exam. I imagine it would be versus Strive, which is your quality assurance program, which is 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 kind of geared a little bit, probably a little bit more towards critical thinking than a straight-off, you know, healthcare, provincial healthcare law exam. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, of course it's going to be different, but I think but what I, she's but, saying but is But I'm also curious if it, if it is or it isn't. The We're examples give you, give you the, just, all the information yes, you yeah. need versus like we heard from other therapists in Ontario that when they were completing their practice profile through the Strive platform, right. that they felt that there was 
ambiguity in so some now I want to know if, I want to know from a therapist any any therapists that have come from another province to Ontario when you listen to this send me a message or email me because I want to know if that if that jurisprudence exam for Ontario is just is, is straightforward I'm curious now yeah maybe it's only strive that is, is not I, so honestly, straightforward I feel, like a, I feel like a lot of it's only strive that's yeah and it makes sense like you said really because it is supposed to be a little it's this is practicing therapist in the province it's also and f- it's critical it's thinking. also fucking new and just full of bugs so anything that's new like that's gonna be full of bugs yeah man anyway enough about ontario let's talk about bc some more (laughs) overall it's just an it's a relatively straightforward easy process exactly well you'll have like some hours to put in obviously because there are differences between bc and ontario in terms of like scope of practice and just like i don't know just general things that are a bit different um here are some of my favorites, if you want to know. Absolutely. Of course. Um, here, there is no set time for you to finish your charting. And that blows my mind. Interesting. That is very interesting. I always felt like BC was so much stricter than Ontario. And I feel like I and I feel like I understand the purpose of having to get your notes done within 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Well, the notes them if when you read the legislation in Ontario, it's not even the, it's not the notes have to be done within it. The, the college clearly states that the notes should be done as soon as possible type of thing. Yeah. Um the thing that has to be done within a time frame is your recording of consent. That needs to be done within a 24-hour period. But generally the college is like, well, yeah, you should really follow suit with with your clinic documentation. But yeah. That is interesting. What, what else? Okay, what else? What else I want to hear? Well, um, we're not allowed to do cupping here. That is correct. Yeah. Yes, we knew that. How, how do you feel about that? That sucks. Like I, I honestly don't understand the 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 reasoning why it's not in scope of practice. I find, I don't know. Like I feel like it really does, and I don't know why the. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it is totally along the scope of practice of massage therapy, but somehow they just removed it instead of maybe making sure that people take a legit course, if that makes sense. Are you permitted to use to use other types of tools and other types of modalities? Like say for example, can a can a can a massage therapist in BC use therapeutic ultrasound? Um ultrasound, I'm not sure. I know they can't wait use like shockwave or whatever. Hmm. Or anything. Yeah. They can't use feet either. They can't, right. They can't, they can't use, use feet. They can't yeah. do ashiatsu and stuff. Yeah. I have a thought. And it, okay. it might be totally stupid, but it just popped into my brain sure. right now. It's probably and not this, stupid, this but... thought is, um, I find BC, the college in BC and the therapists that I know in BC okay. very, very much are hardcore in promoting evidence, evidence, evidence okay. and cupping. Um, BC's although there is the fucking hippies, but okay. I, right. I know it's funny, right? Yeah. But, um, cupping like traditionally was, uh, used more in Chinese medicine okay. and, maybe BC wants to keep it in that lane because they don't want RMTs. But then this is what's fucked up. I understand where you're going with this. Yeah. But then BC's also doing their whole college amalgamation nonsense. I know, I was getting and there too. And they're throwing massage therapists into like alternative... Alternative, which alternative includes... Health, alternative yeah, all well, wellness. Like so... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just thinking more, like I said, thinking a lot. It's just popped into my head now. Like could it have to do with the fact that um, there... Because I mean, even here, there's still people who contact us and because we have a cupping course at Con Ed and they start talking about things that we're like, no, 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 no. no. Like what we teaches cupping as a soft tissue tool like right. we focus strictly on scope of practice for massage therapists yes. and maybe bc just doesn't want any of that they don't want the therapists making claims that are completely outside of our scope and more focused in like eastern medicine maybe maybe 
But why no feet? <sighs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Like, <laughs> like I, I, I swear, I would love to be a fly on the wall at like council meetings where these types of decisions are made on like what you can and can't do, what bylaws are going to be changed. Like I want to, I'm curious what the rationale is for why can't I use my foot, but I can use my thenar eminence. Like I don't get it. Does BC's uh, like formal massage education. um, I don't know if either of you have the answer to this question, Sure, but is it similar to what we do here in Ontario? Is there more research and evidence base? I know it's longer. Um, but are they trying to move more in a direction of um, like looking a little more legitimate healthcare like other okay, so, professionals so, by making it longer? Is is the curriculum the same though, well, what, what we learned? I don't know, but we know a bunch of cats from BC who we were just all at a conference with in Winnipeg. Yeah. And they're all educators from BC. They were all educated in BC and they had nothing else to say other than the schools are out of date. The curriculum is all shit. Oh, that's true. So I don't, I don't see how how the school, the curriculum would b- look any different to anywhere else. What's your experience, Sophie? Um, have you met a lot of other therapists? Like, what type of practice do you have now in BC? Are you working alone, or do you work with other people? That's a good question. No, I um, I decided to work at a clinic mm-hmm. with other massage therapists. Now, happy you asked that question because I. I've noticed, okay, let me, let me be clear. This is a subjective observation of mine. I'm not saying Ontario RMTs suck. That is not what I'm saying. I'm putting it out there, but (laughs) (laughs) and you'll understand what I'm saying this. So like, as an example, like I would see like, let's say a new client in Ontario that would come with like a chronic shoulder issue, let's say from like golfing and playing tennis or something. Okay. And then we start a treatment plan and then we do like active release on the subscap or then pin and stress techniques on pecs. And then, you know, like more active things, I guess more, you know, and then they would, their reaction was always, always like, Oh my God, wow. Like I've been seeing RMTs for like 20 years and nobody's ever done that. And I'm like, really? And I find here I'm okay. People that come in and see me here, are very, very, like, have had done that before by other massage therapists, and they're very, very, you know what I mean? Like, so what I'm assuming is, like, I'm not saying maybe the education is better, but I'm saying maybe what you were saying earlier, Amanda, of, like, BC people are usually more active, and, like, that's the kind of people that enjoyed those treatments. So I think there's more of that here, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I find the the BC therapists I know are very, very academic right and that was sort of where my fumbling with words was trying to go with the cupping I was trying to rationalize like why not and it seems that in that province the attitude in the massage therapy community and this is just what I see online who knows maybe I go there and all I meet are a bunch of hippies like Mark said I don't know but the from (laughs) whom I have interacted with from BC it appears that yeah, very, very academic, very research based. Yeah, a lot of them are very involved in research. And uh, it, yeah, they are really focused on really being a part of that rehabilitation team. Whereas like, you know, in certain other places, massage therapy is is really just focused. I shouldn't say just, that's a horrible word, but you'll understand what I, what I mean. But it, it's it's focused on relaxation and, you know, bringing down the nervous system and of course we're all doing that 
BC therapists included, but it just seems like, you know, in, in British Columbia, people want to be taken very, very seriously in healthcare. And there's a lot of Ontario therapists that feel that way too, but that's just the, the vibe I get. You guys all like nature, you like sports, and you're very serious therapists. It also <laughs> just might be the sheer numbers. There's more therapists in Ontario than any other fucking province, mm. right? So the likelihood of you running into someone that doesn't do this or doesn't do that or only does this or only does that is pretty high compared to somewhere else, possibly. I don't know. I'm just possibly. I'm just spitting out a whole bunch of fucking I ideas. do agree with Sophie, though. I remember when I was one of the first clinics that I ever worked at as a therapist, I had multiple patients say those exact things to me. Like I've been to many therapists and they've never done that. I'd be doing something as basic as actually even just treating certain muscles that apparently were not very common. You know, whenever I worked on like the anterior compartment of someone's leg, they're like, whoa, I didn't realize how much I needed that. Nobody ever works on that area of my body. I'm like, why? There's muscles there. Do you think that's a therapist (laughs) thing or do you think that's that when a client or a patient, however you want to call them, is more accustomed to going to therapy and then they get more used to the language or they get more used to expressing. Oh, definitely. The better at expressing whatever's going on, the more that they do it. Then by the time they roll to you, you know, they can explain a little bit better what's going on. And therefore, you know, I'm not taking away from anyone's, you know, ability to. No, there there is that. But uh, the next, you know, example I, know. I was going to give is that, like, there was one patient that I used to treat who was... um an older woman. And she used to say to me, the stuff you do is like very similar to what my physio does. Like this is not what I expected from a massage therapist. So again, that expectation of what massage is, maybe BC therapists have managed to change public perception a little bit. I don't know. I'm making shit up. I don't even live there. I've never even been there. So then let's ask Sophie (laughs) this, this, this question and let's have her as, as, as you would do in grade 11, uh, English class, compare and contrast, compare and contrast, compare and contrast. How would you describe other healthcare providers in Ontario? How would you describe their perception of massage therapists? And then I want to hear you do the same thing for BC. Mm, that's interesting. Have you encountered many like chiropractors and physios in BC? And like, what, I, I what's their want, attitude seen versus hear, first, Ontario? But I first want to hear how you would describe a chiropractor, a physio, an athletic therapist, a medical doctor, their perception of massage therapy in Ontario. And then I want to hear you do that for BC. Okay. Well, let me tell you this. I have seen, maybe it's just the location I'm in. I don't know. But I have seen as clients here, more physios, doctors, nurses, you name it, like healthcare Mm. professionals in like surgeons, whatever. Right. In my practice here, then with, with specific issues, not just like massage my back. Right. Bye. Like with, so, I think that maybe the profession is viewed a bit better here, right? Than my previous experience. Not not saying the like, but like I said, not saying massage therapists are shit in Ottawa yeah, in yeah, Ontario. Yeah. It's not what I'm saying. I think that's a very personal thing as well. You know, like so. Then, do you think some of that comes with? Okay, you can't use your fucking feet. Perfect. <laughs> do you know what I mean? You're not using these. You're not using these cups from. You know. You know. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So do you think that's a that's part of it? Possibly that 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 change in perception. That hey, as a matter of fact, most of a lot of the clientele are other healthcare professionals. I mean, if so, that's sad. Like, 
I don't know. I feel like more modalities are, are great. Like cupping served me so well. And like it worked for me. It worked for my clients. It was amazing. And like we talked about like as a my official tool. So like I don't understand why it wouldn't be viewed well. But you can use you can do like instrument assisted soft tissue manipulation, right? Pff, I assume so. I mean, I know a dude in BC I mean. that fucking teaches it. So I was going to say, we know somebody. people in BC, so... I don't know. It's it's a weird go. So that's that's really interesting, though. The perception of massage therapy potentially by the public and also other mm-hmm. healthcare professionals is, is, the, is that difference. I was not expecting that. I don't know what I was You're expecting, but I was A bunch not. of hippies doing uh, <laughs> like aromatherapy and stuff like that here. Well, I mean, if that's what it was, then maybe I'd be more enticed to go. <laughs> so how do you like going from mobile practice, working for yourself, your own schedule, your own client base to now I'm, I'm, I'm in a clinic with a bunch of other therapists? Is that a tough adjustment for you? Even though I'm, I'm pretty sure you were doing that before, like you were in a clinic before you started your mobile business. Right? Did I get that right from last time? From what I remember. Yeah, you're right. No, it was good. I I picked my clinic very, very carefully. Um, I before moving, I was doing like my research, and um, I looked like at Indeed, like quickly glanced at job postings, right. and just like read a few, and I was just rolled my eyes, and I was like, ugh, I'm annoyed. I don't want to work there. Wait, wait, and wait, then, wait, 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 wait. You can't what, blow past that. What, what, what type of thing would you read on an Indeed ad for a massage that would make you annoyed? I don't know. Just like the typical things like, oh, like make whatever percentage and like, oh, you get tips. Just like, okay. just, I don't know, just things that I'm just like, ugh, not interested. Like right. everything is the Female same. Female R&T right? like, wanted for a busy downtown clinic, competitive splits. Right. The generic uh, stuff. Exactly. Gotcha. Flexible hours, no evenings or weekends required. I know. I know this ad. Exactly. Everybody has that ad. But then like I would look at, the, let's say I would Google the clinic and then, no judgment again, but not for me. Just like a clinic with like four closed walls and like super dark and just like carpets and like just old chairs. And I was like, oh, there's just a, a depressing place. I don't want to work there. Right. You know, <laughs> listen, like listen up, you, clinic you, owners, you know no saying, carpets right? and old chairs, please. <laughs> but you know, like that, you know, like it's super tacky. Like, I don't know. I was not interested. You know what I thought you were going to say when you said you Googled the clinic and you said no judgment. I thought you were going to say they'd have like the picture of the girl with the rose behind her oh. ear. <laughs> yeah, that's you. Yes. <laughs> they have those too. Anyways, yeah. So I looked and I found this clinic in my neighborhood, and it was super cute. And um, I looked at the people that worked there, and all the RMTs looked like super friendly, and they looked like people that I would get along with, which was important to me because I know nobody here. Right. When you say they looked like people that you would get along with, they looked happy in their okay. fucking pictures. I'm the reason. Yeah. Okay, so what I'm asking. <laughs> Is, they didn't look like me. Was it strictly based on like just a look? Did you meet these people? Was it reading their bios? Or are you similar to me? Like I know I sound like the crazy hippie that should be running through the forest when I say this. But when I was looking for clinics to either rent space at or work at when I first started out, for me, I got offered jobs at some places that on the outside looked like every therapist's dream. No carpets, no tacky shit, like brand new, beautiful, (laughs) updated, modern shit. And the place that I ended up going, first of all, had the carpets and the old chairs and was an older building, but it was just a vibe. 
Like, I just felt like this feels very much like me. These are people that I would get along with. These are people that I feel like would have a similar philosophy to me. Like, this is where I need to be. So was it a vibe or did you like go like, did you go like uh, Inspector Gadget and start like researching all these people? (laughs) Maybe your vibe starts with the aesthetic. That's probably where it starts. I'd start there. Right? So you start there and you're like, this I, 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 this place just doesn't look like a place that I would want to roll in. Or this place was fucking cool. I definitely want to be here. See, it probably starts with the with. Well, with I just want to know if she researched the people or if she just got a good feeling based on what she saw. So, Sophie, which was it? It was a bit of both. Like, I... Like, okay, so the website looked nice and they had pictures of the clinic. The clinic looked amazing. You guys should go look. You, you probably feel the same way. You should look at the website, look at the clinic. Um, and yeah, you're right. Like th- they looked like happy in their pictures. One, they looked around my age, around similar treatment styles. And like, you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. I was looking at some other clinics with, <laughs> again, I'm not ageist, but like older people no, I totally get that I, I feel like I wouldn't have not made friends with. I would have not gone and had a drink with you this know? is this is how much i get what you're saying i already know what story you're we, 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 we were we were <laughs> we were we were in halifax uh over the weekend hosting putting on the canadian massage conference because that's what we do we do conferences and we brought out a whole bunch of presenters with us so there was like a just a camp of us that were always rolling together for the past mark said we look like the a past church four days but because <laughs> exactly because we're all kind of various ages various looks various everything we actually just look like a church group <laughs> we didn't look like we belonged together yeah. <laughs> we just look like a church group that rolled off of a bus that ended up in a restaurant somewhere <laughs> Ah, but it was a great time though like I love all those people that we were with but I could just imagine from the outside everyone's looking like why are all these fucking like people how that you would never connect get together along? like yeah. how, how would you put them together other than a church group but I totally get what you're saying I get it yeah and I mean you're in a totally different place now so it makes is, sense you'd want people your own age around you to actually and, have and the potential of making friends exactly you're, you're you know fucking nobody so the the yeah. place you're going to meet people is is work for the most part. Those are the people you're seeing most frequently. Yeah, and like I sent a message to the clinic owner, and we sent exchanges a couple exchanged a couple emails, hopped on a phone call, and she seemed so chill. Like, so I don't know. Like, it's just good vibes. Like, you just could just tell that everything's so chill. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't like I've told you before. Like, uh when you asked about my, my past and I worked at a clinic and I told yeah. you like, Oh, I'm never signing a contract again. You know? And right, I was like, so you, like, am I right? you know what I mean? my memory was right. That you, that you wanted to leave your contract early and, yeah. and, and they kind of made you like, Hey, like your contract says you got to pay out this much. Blah, 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 yeah, exactly. I remember this so, very vividly. Yeah. So I'm super lucky to find like a clinic that's just so chill and just like, you know, great split. Like I was ready to like, right. you know, I had my own business in Ottawa. I, I knew it was, you know, I'm, I don't know, like, uh, I'm missing my word. Like I know how to run my business. I know how to do things. You don't have to teach me things. Like I'll show up, you know, and I was ready to like, to like haggle on my percentage and like everything was already so good. And I was just like, I couldn't even say no. I was like, this is amazing. Like I wish, honestly, I wish Ontario was that good about, um, like just your split or your rent or like, 
so fair. Like prices here are amazing. It's amazing. Really? It's great. I love it. That's interesting. Oh, is this an RMT owned clinic as well? Yep. RMT owned clinic. Yep. That makes a huge difference. Huge difference in my opinion. I mean, I, yeah. I don't hate on clinics that are owned by chiros or physios or whomever, but the best experiences for me were places that were owned by other RMTs. Yeah. RMTs that know yeah. business, I guess, makes a difference too. <laughs> What's the longest the the person that's worked the therapist that's worked at the clinic that you're at right now what's the what's the, who's been there the longest what's the longest amount of time someone's been there well the clinic opened in 2021 okay so oh, it's, pretty okay. it's pretty new yeah Cause very new because like when I was when we were in Halifax we all there are these two French ladies that we know very well now from the Canadian Massage Conference they came out in in um, last September that's where we met them. And then they were hosting the Canadian Massage Championship in Montreal. And so we went out as Massage Therapy Media to do media coverage for that event. And so we're getting to know them better and better. And one of the ladies, she she owns a clinic. Yep. And like her therapists have been like, she's had therapists that have worked there for 16 years, 18 years. Not only that, I heard from one of her staff people mm-hmm. that like people, like that's like, like hashtag goals, like you want to work for her. Oh yeah. Um, I met one of her therapists at the championships who said like, everybody was saying to me, oh, you should try to get into this place. And she was like, she will never take me. She would never take me. And she felt like, like queen of the world getting accepted to work in that place. Can I, can I ask like, what makes you want to work for somebody? Like what makes somebody want to work for that person so badly? I have no clue. I couldn't tell you because I, I, I don't want to work for anybody. So I'd be the wrong person to ask. Well, I think again, this is this person that we're talking about. She's a massage therapist herself. And when I've had good experiences working for other massage therapists, it's, they understand what our job entails. So one thing that popped into my head is I worked at a clinic owned by a chiropractor and more than once she said to me, massage therapists are so lazy when she was trying to book me like my eighth person of the day and I hadn't even had a lunch break. Like I would say, "Can no, like you can't put another person there. And she would like, she would say in a joking way, but you know, there was like truth behind her words. So just things like that, like knowing what our job actually entails, knowing, you know, possibly, you know, maybe negotiating splits, trying to keep the therapist happy. Therapists will work their asses off for you and will want to stay at a clinic because nobody wants to walk away from their practice if they're treated right. I feel like clinic owners listen or don't because I don't know anything. I feel like the one thing that massage therapists really want to be able to say that they have is freedom. Whether they want to exercise that freedom is a whole other story, but they want to know that they have the freedom to like... I want to. I want to work this much. I want to work these days. I want to know that I can take time off. And if you give them all that, for the most part, I feel like most people, like you said, would just work hard and yep. work well and make good money. It's when someone tries to overly manage, micromanage the yep. whole thing. That's when I find most therapists are just like, I don't want to do this. That is a hundred percent accurate. Even when you're working at a chain like Massage Addict. You get tons of freedom. It's not like the, it's not like at least from the massage out of clinic owners that I know, and I know a handful of them. It's not like they make their staff like you have to work this, that you have to. It's like tell me when you want to work, and I'll put you on the schedule, and I'll fill your schedule if I can. 
right? And most people say, cool, I'll still work five, six, seven days a week type of thing. But just knowing that I have that freedom to do that stuff, they're thrilled with. Yep. Sophie, do you feel you have that? Do you feel that you and the other therapists that work at this clinic have a certain degree of freedom? Definitely. I think she surpasses that even. She's, um, I don't know, she's an amazing clinic owner, super receptive. And we'll also like have staff meetings and like she'll really include us into decisions from for the clinic in terms of like policies and stuff like that. Like she'll ask all of us, like, what do you guys think about that? Like, you know what I mean? Like she's not making decisions by herself. That's for the clinic. She's kind of involving us in it, which I think like honestly surpasses anything I've seen. Yeah. And so Mark was saying earlier, he said, I could never work for, for someone. No. That's definitely an attitude of a lot of healthcare practitioners. I mean, when you have a license to practice something, a certain level of autonomy is expected, right? It, most people, when they go to massage school, they're expecting that this career is going to give me some freedom and flexibility. So if you're working at a clinic that offers you zero of that, there comes a point where you're done, right? A lot of new therapists will do that because it's a great way to get busy and they think, oh, I can learn from someone, et cetera, et cetera, whatever, you know, motivates people to start working at right. a clinic. But to stay long term, the freedom I think is actually number one. Like I said, the best experiences I've had is when I felt like I could go to work, I could practice the way I want to practice, I could be the therapist I wanted to be, I wasn't told when I had to be there, right. what I I had to do during my downtime, right. what I couldn't, couldn't do, what I couldn't, couldn't wear. Right. Like that was never, ever a I concern. Don't, I don't want a peer, an equal, acting like they're above. I don't want to be in that environment. You're my peer. You're my equal. That's that's all there is to it. So I don't feel I I don't I don't want you to tell me how to go about dealing with patients and clients. I don't want you to tell me that. So I, I and I and therefore I just avoid it. I'm like this is just not for me. I I can't work like that. And I understand why you would clinic owner want these things because it's your clinic and you put a lot of time and money and effort into it. And so you want it done your way. Is that Burger King? You want it done your way? And that's that a, and I don't that, know what that is. But you're done your way. Yeah, that's sub, be. Subway. I don't know. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Right. <laughs> I get why you do that, but then also keep in mind, like, I'm a fucking peer. Yeah. And on top of that, I might be your senior. <laughs> I mean, like, I might be your peer with, like, many, many more years of experience than you. So yeah. you, you put a bunch of those things together, I totally get it. But I see it from both sides of the Well, I, I feel if you, if you wind up in that situation, the clinic owner made a crucial error and not making sure that during the whole interviewing process, because you're both interviewing each other, really, right? You're looking to see if this is a match, and especially if it's going to be in a subcontractor situation. So this is a business to a business, right? There was a miscommunication if that happens because the expectations should have been laid out clearly and if somebody agreed to those expectations then there won't be an issue but I think this collaboration that Sophie was talking about is also really crucial and it's part of the whole autonomy and freedom is that when you're working in a clinic and you feel that you are part of the culture and you have a say in what goes on there and again being able to be the therapist you want to be it's going to motivate you to sort of take a sense of ownership over the clinic. You know Absolutely. it's not yours. You know it's not yours. You know that this other person owns the clinic, but you want the clinic to do well. And then you get to that realization when everybody functions well and the team is good and there isn't this high turnover, you get to a point where you realize the busier the clinic is, the busier I am because Absolutely. you start referring to each other. You end up with the patients that are good for you and good clinic owners will do that. So there, that answers your question. It took the three of us a lot of blah, blah, blahing. To say but what? that's what Sophie asked. 
what motivates you or what makes you want to work for a certain clinic owner. It's when they give you this ticket to be a part of the clinic where you you take ownership of it and it really feels like you're part of this bigger thing that you're not just a therapist in a 10 by 10 room being told what to do. And that makes sense when when you get together with uh, with in your clinic meetings and you guys discuss policy and all the rest of it. In my mind, everyone should be heard. Whether we go with what you're saying or not, it doesn't matter. You're part of a team and therefore your in, your input matters. And that's the way it should roll. And I feel like when when you don't have that, if you don't have that, that's absolutely fine because you might be the type of therapist that, hey, I just want to be, I just want to show up to my job, be told what to do and go home. That's cool, right? But if you're the other therapist who's who's very, very much into the, the freedom that they want to have, the autonomy with their clinic, the autonomy with their practice, then having a collaborative atmosphere is the best thing. Clinic owners listen to this. <laughs> I don't know how we got here, but Sophie, well, because Sophie's down clinic a owner path. is awesome is how we got here. <laughs> That's what it's coming yeah. down to. Are you uh are you open to saying the name of the clinic you're at? Amanda wants yeah. to Google it. Well yeah, I am gonna Google it. Yeah, you should. You're gonna like it. It's so cute. And it's even nicer in person. It's called Alpine Massage in Vancouver. Alpine Massage. Well, so what's, what's it? Wait, what's the clinic owner's first name? Her name is Amy. Amy, so you are doing an you, excellent job. You scored this job. You secured this job before you got there. Yeah. Yeah. Did you did you do a lot of different kind of phone interviews or Zoom interviews or, or that type of thing or was this just like, hey, this this is the one thing that that I was really into and it worked out this way? Yeah, kind of. I sent her a message. I'm like, to be honest, like she she didn't have an ad like looking for massage therapist. Right. I was just like, I want to work for you. And I'm not applying anywhere else. Like, can we please like, like talk about this? And she's like, hell yeah. And then we like, it was probably maybe like one email and then we got on a phone call, I guess, to interview each other kind right. of to see how things are at the clinic. And from there, she just sent me the information about the split and like, just like various things. And it was like, yeah, come on. Like, you're good. Like start October 1st. Perfect. Like it was, yeah, super, super smooth like we kind of both like yeah you're cool yeah you're cool okay cool <laughs> are your friends and family here were they supportive of this idea or they're like you're a fucking crackpot what are you just running off and uh <laughs> you know or were they supportive or like yeah go 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 see what the rest of the place is like and, and go see what you like yeah i think everybody was supportive they were and i think are still scared that i will stay here forever <laughs> um but everybody was super supportive yeah that's good i think it's like it's so cool like you guys should visit and come check out bc like truly really nice place very seriously. unaffordable to live in yeah. otherwise amazing seriously mark this website she's not kidding the website has all these pictures like scenic pictures of vancouver i mean it just it sells you on just moving there <laughs> do you think your decision to to pick up and go and and kind of blindly work in this clinic because that's kind of what happened like an email a phone call and like yeah sure i'm moving do you think that would have looked different if your friends and family here were, were like you know what this is this uh, we're not so supportive this isn't this maybe this isn't a good idea for you would you have just been like hey this is something i just need to do or would you have taken all of that into consideration a little bit more yeah i would done anyway I, unless like i don't know like there is no reason for like unless he has a really good reason for me not to if that makes sense yeah that makes a lot of sense you know like but no it's like i even if they were like oh like i'd rather you not like even with some clients you know they were like oh like you know kind of sucks <laughs> right. but i was never like 
I don't know, like I said, it was kind of bittersweet, but I would, I would have done it anyway. I feel like such a good experience and like once in a lifetime experience, like I think. Yeah. I got to live vicariously through you because I, I, <laughs> I, I don't have, I don't have the, I'll maybe say the word courage. I don't think I have the courage to do something like that. No, no. it was so fun. It was actually so liberating to like, obviously, as you guys know, managing a business and you guys should know more than me because you guys have way more on your shoulders than I did, but it's a lot of work. and. I don't know, kind of leaving all of us. We, we moved here with suitcases, you know, yeah. like we flew our cats and we just moved here with almost nothing. And like, okay, start fresh. Let's go. And it was so nice, exciting. like a blank slate. I don't know. So you said you moved there with your partner, right? Yeah. And are both of you equally happy with this decision? Yeah, we love it here. But like I said, we're both torn. Like we love it here. And then we're like, uh, uh-huh. like it's every day. We're like, oh, we should move back. Right. And then next day we're like, no, we're staying here. Right. Like we, we can't. So, so <laughs> what's, what's happening in those moments where you're like, uh, maybe we should go back. Like what brings well, you down that, that, that thought? Whenever we look at like, we see real estate postings and we're like, we'll never, ever, ever be right. able to afford a house here, Yeah, you know, yeah. which would suck. Like it's a different lifestyle, obviously. Yeah. Um, but then like, we'll spend the day at the beach and it's like gorgeous day. And we're like, wow, it's amazing. And then like, just the, the culture, the vibe here, like people are just, I don't know, so outgoing and it's so nice. And we're like, wow, like it feels great. We should move here. And then forever, you know, but yeah. then, I don't know. Like we're torn. I can imagine that. I feel like I'm I'm invested in this now. I'm going to be like checking in on you guys. Like so, what are you thinking today? Yeah. How do you feel today? <laughs> you guys come visit. Are you able to teach in BC? I feel like you guys would do so good here. I feel like people would love you. You know the the courses have to be. I mean, for anyone who wants credit for them, yeah, they they have to be approved by the college, and that's just something that I don't care about. I don't care about getting my courses approved by anybody. I know that sounds stupid, but it, and I and I know that that's because of my 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 fucking massive amount of reluctance towards it. It's 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 a stupid business move, but for me, it's principle. <laughs> it's <laughs> well, like, it, I, but not, it's I'm not even it's not, not even just principle because it is principle. I mean, the, for the you maybe for me, yeah. People who are going to want to take courses from us are going to take the courses because this is something they want to learn and it's going to help improve their practice. And we threw the approval out the window gotcha so you don't know what you're gonna do sophie you don't know if you're gonna stay you don't know if you're gonna go do you do you miss the mobile um ooh, tough question uh, it's mm, like you sold you sold me on the mobile the last time we spoke i was like fuck mobile sounds so good you did you were really passionate about mobile yeah i i okay i remember really really loving it like and i love the people i was working with like my clients amazing I still get messages from like different people like every week about like when I'm coming back or even just how my life's going right now. Like, Hey, how are you? Just here's an update on my life, you know, which is amazing. I think that's so sweet. Um, but I think I was working way too much Mm. and not charging enough. And I'm noticing it now that I work in a clinic here and make more, if that makes sense for like half or less amount of work that I used to do mm-hmm. mobile. So I think oh, that yeah. was my fault. It's nobody's fault. It's my own. I think I'm learning that. So maybe if I were, were to charge a lot more, then maybe I, you know, be fairly compensated for all the work that I did. I would, yeah, enjoy it more. Are there are there less creepy clients in BC? Um, 
I think so. Not, I haven't seen any creepy people yet. <laughs> and so again, I'm never, ever, 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 ever blaming the therapist. I don't know how many evers I can put there. But there's definitely a vibe. Like, for example, I just Googled the clinic that Sophie works at. It has a vibe that tells you, like, this is not a place you come and ask for sexual services. Like, there's just a vibe to the website. And I'm sure that when you show up in person, there's that vibe. So, and again, I'm never not saying that any therapists who have had bad encounters that you gave off any kind of vibe. But for example, if you're working alone, a guy or I should I shouldn't say guy, but let's be honest, it's mostly men. Um, a man might feel a little more brave to do something if like there's a female therapist working by herself. But this looks like a huge clinic, and there's tons of you, and it's got a very medical vibe to it. Or there's less creepy people in BC. <laughs> Maybe that's the answer. We also don't have a storefront. I'm not sure if that changes anything, but people can't just like come in either. There's no like massage sign like neon sign outside so that's good you know i worked at a place it that was it was a chiropractic clinic but behind the building where my clinic was there was a rub and tug with like the neon sign so when i would be get having a new patient for the first time i would have to say like not the not the building at the back of the alley, like <laughs> come to the first building. Not the building Not go, don't go to the, the one alley. that's like it further down the alley. You'll end up at a rub and tuck. <laughs> oh, so sad that I had to say that, but there were people who made that mistake, or was it a mistake? I don't know. I'm not judging. Maybe you. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. You, you're not sure what you're gonna do. You're not sure if you're gonna stay. You're gonna go. Initially, when we set this up, you had talked about like, you know, differences of working here and working in BC. What was the thing that surprised you the most when you started working in BC? Like, what were some of the biggest differences you really felt? Mm. Well, mm. well, I guess my, my my clinical focus kind of switched a bit because I was mobile and then moving to a clinic, you know, like, so that changes, I guess, the type of clientele that comes in one. Um, other than that, like, like I, the things that I talked about, like maybe like the quality of treatment that's different, like the, the type of treatment, I should say that was different. Other than that, nothing is like incredibly different other than like, I guess what people charge and the, HSC, which is different, or GST here. Um, yeah, no, everything is like pretty nice. Like I've been enjoying the the clinic, to be honest. Which I didn't. I don't want to say I was. I'm surprised about it, but kind of like what Mark said. Like, remember one episode you're saying like once, once you work for yourself, like you don't want a boss, right? You want, don't want somebody to tell you what to do. But I'm kind of like seeing it differently now and seeing like how great. A clinic can be and how you can still have decisions and choose what your practice will be like without feeling just stuck or undervalued. That makes sense. Do you feel that that you have to up your game a little bit now that you work alongside of the therapist? Like when you're solo and you're mobile 
and you're like, these clients aren't really seeing anyone else. They're just seeing me and they're not really being exposed to a lot of other types of therapy other than what I'm delivering. Do you feel like you got to up your game a little bit? You got to stay a little sharper now that you're with a whole bunch of other therapists, you know, that are right in the next room beside you. Just out of curiosity, like a friendly kind of, kind of uh, competition keeps you on edge a little bit or no? I see what you're saying. I feel like the verbiage could be switched. Like not that I'm like competing to like getting, get myself better, but I, the room is definitely there for me to be a bit more bold in my approach to treatment if that makes sense because people are used to seeing things here and i'm like oh cool like now i can do things without them being like uh what are you doing please use oil like uh no this is supposed to be a treatment like a technique without oil you know like so i don't want to say like i'm competing or like i'm i have to up my game but kind of the opposite where like i you get to yeah i'm more open to it and i'm like i want to and we we ask each other even like oh what do you do when somebody presents with this like do you actually do like, like what kind of pin and stretch? How do you do that? Like, how do you do certain techniques? How do you work on this? So like we talk to each other about that. And I think that's amazing. See that, that shit keeps you sharp. Yeah. And that's yeah. awesome because it's, it's, it's easy to be solo and then fall into like the repetitive stuff and, and then yeah. just, just let it slide because there's no one telling me that I got to do anything different. There's no one pushing me different. Mm-hmm. There's no one, there's no one that's challenging my mind differently unless you're right. the solo person who, who, who has this restless creativity. You're always got to be doing something. You're always thinking you're always this, but there's so many people that are probably just run, run solo and they just kind of slowly just get into like this, this kind of, I don't want to say a rut, but you know what I'm saying? This repetitive wheel yeah. of over and over, then the skill set starts to slip a little bit because you yeah. don't need to be as sharp and blah, blah, blah. I think that's uh, being in that environment is so, so key if you're I'm not saying that you weren't or you were, but it's key, especially if you recognize like, I need to be challenged all the time. And if you, if anyone knows that challenging themselves is a little harder to do, then having that team environment is super important, especially this type of collaborative environment. Jesus Christ, this makes me want to open a fucking clinic just talking about like this shit. I'm not going to lie. You don't work enough, Mark. You should definitely open a clinic. Yeah, just add that on. <laughs> you, got, you got time. Um, yeah, and you know, the uh, you had mentioned the meetings earlier. One of the clinics I worked at, we had team meetings. I, I want to say they were monthly, but part of the team meeting, they were only 90 minutes. So it's not like it was these long drawn out, but we knew like once a month on whatever it was, let's say it was a Wednesday at one o'clock, we would have this team meeting. And part of it was learning. There would be like, I think one or two therapists that were chosen for whichever month it was. And you were supposed to like teach the rest of the group, like something cool you learned. So whether it was like teaching them, you know, like you talking about like maybe some research that you read or showing them a new technique you learned at a class or like, and those kinds of things I felt really did kind of keep us sharp because I knew when it was going to be my turn that I had to teach something. And like, I'm watching the people that taught before me and I'm like, oh, that was really fucking good. Like I got, <laughs> I got to come up with something really fucking good to teach these therapists because they're good. When all this shit is happening, were people excited about these moments, or was it like this is a fucking drag? I don't want to fucking do this. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, there was there was some that really hated it, thought it was a waste of time. I understood the intent behind it. I think there was a piece missing at this particular clinic where um, not everybody was on board with the culture. 
there was a lot of like whispers about how they, you know, how people would run things better, how the clinic owner like was missing the mark with different things. But there was, to her credit, I felt there was a lot of things that she did right. And I understood the intent behind the team meetings and getting everyone together and, you know, so were these things, up. were these things vocalized? Or were they just rumbles behind the owner's back? It was very much rumbles behind the owner's back, which is pretty toxic. So then, then, then those are people that work there that have no interest in, in making the workplace better. You are correct, sir. That's weird. <laughs> I mean, it's not weird. I, that's the way a lot of places of employment work. That's the way places work. And yeah. And but especially with a job like this where you don't have to, you're in such fucking demand. And on top of that, you don't have to work for anybody. You can go work for yourself. Yeah. So then why would you just stay in a place that that you just don't want to be in or you think is run poorly or blah, 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 blah. If In other words, if you don't buy into the company culture, then don't be part of the fucking company. Right. If you're embarrassed to say, like, this is where I work and this is what I do, then maybe it's time for you to fucking leave. Maybe. Well, let's ask Sophie's question in reverse. I'm going to ask it to Sophie. Sophie asked, what makes people want to work at a clinic? I'm not going to say what makes people not want to work at a clinic, but like Mark's question, why would you or why do you think a therapist would continue to work at a place where they weren't getting why they where they weren't getting? what we know you can have. I think mm, I think there's two major ones. The first point would be that you feel like you're fairly compensated. I think that's very important because even if you're heard, even if whatever, whatever, if you feel that you're not compensated for your work, I feel for me anyways, that's very important. So if I show up and I was like, oh, I made this much today and I don't feel that was enough for what I did, you know, Mm -hmm. and like, Oh, the clinic made this much and like off of me. Right. So this is one, but kind of like you said too, like, I guess feeling hurt is the second one and being able to not just make your own decisions, but kind of be part of the decision-making in the clinic, I think is important. Yeah. I think it's really important. I'm the, best places for me were always the places where I felt like I was just going and being a therapist at the way I wanted to go and be a therapist. Have you ever worked at a place, Amanda, and then Sophie, have you ever worked at a place where you felt you weren't well compensated? And did you ever feel like this is just a rite of passage? Okay. Uh, yeah. Like I had a part, a very, very part-time job at a spa where I I was not impressed with the money I was making. And new therapist at the time. And I had been only I was only a therapist for probably a A matter of months when I got that job. Right. So I just kind of shut up and was like, okay, let me see how this goes. Do you feel like it's a rite of passage then? I, I did. At the time, I just thought like, it's like who, how, am, who am I to say like, give me more money? I've been a therapist for five it's minutes. It's like how everyone in the States somehow started working at McDonald's at some point. Do you know what I mean? Like that was their first yeah. job. I fucking worked at McDonald's type of thing. And every band got screwed from their management and the record company at some point because it's just kind of the natural progression of how that, how that business goes. Do you think that this is one of those businesses where... You know, the new therapist gets a little screwed a little bit until you wise up a little some and you realize I don't have to take this much. And that's just part of the, the growth process. I'm not saying it's a proper, you know, it's right. But I'm, I'm well, asking, it, do you it, think it that's depends part of it? If, if the therapist is genuinely being screwed, meaning if like what Sophie was saying, if the clinic made so much money and the therapists are not being fairly compensated, that's a problem. Um, but yeah, I feel like 
if you are a brand new therapist and or brand new at anything, like forget even just our profession. If you're brand new at something, then yeah, sometimes you do have to, you know, prove yourself, work your way up, I guess, anywhere. Like maybe that's my age showing. Maybe I'm just old and that was like the mentality I always had. And that that's why working at that spa for kind of a crappy split off of a, a crappy fee was okay with me for a little while. But if you recall, I only lasted there, what, not even half a year before I was like, well, this is dumb. I'm not making enough money and I don't see any benefit to this for my career. What about you, Sophie? Have you ever been at a place or what was the question where did you feel like it was a rite of passage like being not being paid properly or what you think you might have what you should have been paid being maybe feeling like you've been taken advantage of a little bit because this did happen to you a little bit yeah and so did i know it's a shitty experience but do you almost feel like almost everyone's got to go through that a little bit like i feel my my first first place that i worked at i don't want to say like they took advantage of me like i find there's a fine balance because people sometimes or therapists don't always know, like especially new ones, they don't really know what it's like to run a business. It takes a lot of time, a lot of money. You're and then you're investing in somebody to come work. You know what I mean? So I, I, I see that point more now because I've worked, I've had my my own, you know, um practice. So I kind of see their point of view. They obviously need to be profitable, right? So I think it's like sometimes the split or whatever your arrangement is, is not quite as great at first. And I think you're right. That might be pretty shitty at first. Maybe people do take advantage of new therapists. I think that's changing now because we just need so much more therapists and everybody will hire anybody. Mm. Everybody's hiring massage therapists right now, right? So I think the ball is more in the RT's court than they are in the clinics court. So that's true in BC as it is in Ontario then. Because we have the yeah. same thing going on here. Every clinic wants therapists. Do you right think now. RMTs play the game well then? Um, I, 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 it, balls in your court, RMTs. Do, do, they, do they know how to rally it up and serve it back? I mean, if anyone was playing the game right, we'd realize what I said from the beginning is that if a clinic can be successful and profitable, then everybody's going to be successful and profitable and everybody's going to want to work their asses off. So clinic owners and RMTs need to be collaborating right now. And RMTs need to be finding the place that has the best vibe for them, that makes the most sense for who they are going to be as a therapist and where they can see growth versus just demanding, demanding, demanding. So do you think RMTs are winning this game right now? I, I know they're in more of a demand, but do you think that just because they're in more of a demand than they actually exercise the, the the kind of the freedom of choice that comes with being in more demand? Or do you think it doesn't I, necessarily I hope pan so. out that way? I hope that because they are in such high it's demand, they're, more choosy. they are being choosy with where they go because the ideal situation, like I said, no RMT wants to walk away from a practice. So let me ask you this then. Sorry, I know I keep cutting you off because these things are just popping into my head. There's a chain that recruits straight from school. Is that enticing for you as a student? You're guaranteed a job. Not only are you guaranteed a job, we're going to pay for your licensing exam. When you when you get licensed, of course you're gonna, it's enticing. You're going to sign a contract with us. Of course, we're going to pay enticing. for your prep. Unless you're a student that, while in school, 
already has a clear picture of like you went to school with the intent of I'm going to get my massage license because X, Y, Z. Would that be enough to reel you guys in? I'm, I, I'm curious. Uh, okay. So, I mean, I've been out of school now for like uh, 14, 15 years. Yeah, so sure. if I'm, if I'm thinking back to when I was a student, yeah. um, I have, okay. I'm going to do it when I was a student and now when I was a student, I had a very um, negative attitude towards um, chains and spas. And the negative attitude attitude was because. Sophie, did you have the same negative attitude? Like, did you have a negative attitude towards chains? Yeah, a little bit. I remember going to one interview because I wanted to see what like different types of workplaces and I found for me, like the the split was really low and they're like, oh, but you'll get like tips, but you'll get tips. And I was like, ah, that just didn't sit right for me. So that was my one experience with the chain. And that's why I automatically was like, nah, I was, yeah. So then Amanda, for you, the chain. I had a negative attitude without any experience. It was more so this whole idea, like to me, it sounded like a massage factory. And the, I, the vision I had for myself as a therapist when I was in school yeah. was having this autonomy that I've always had at different smaller clinics that I've worked at. Okay. I I had this idea that I was going to be this specific type of therapist and working at a chain in my narrow-minded view because I had never been there. I had no experience. I was like, this is a place where you go where you're just like, like it's like an assembly line. Like clients just come in and you're, they just push them off to whatever therapist. Like I just felt like I wanted there to be a little more thought, you know, clients coming to me because I was the specific therapist they needed, right? If I'm not doing a very eloquent job at making this make sense, but no, it makes sense. I, I, understand I had a very negative attitude towards change. Do you still so, have that negative attitude towards change? I don't. And now that I've had more experience, I don't. I see the purpose and the value. I still find that... Um, because we're in this place right now where clinics are like desperate for RMTs and the chains are just kind of scooping everybody up. There's still a little part of me that's like, oh, but they're scooping everybody up because this is where I get to the second part. If I was a student now, would that entice me? Maybe because right now, man, times are fucking tough. People are struggling. People are having a hard time with cost of living and inflation Mm. and going to a place that says, I'm going to help pay for your education. I'm going to bring continuing education to you. I'm going to fill your schedule so you can focus on your family and this, you know, mythical work-life balance that everybody wants. I am going to make sure that you don't have to bring work home with you. You know, we've got the reception. We've got on-site laundry. We've got this, 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 this. Benefits, benefits, benefits. Everybody wants benefits. So would it entice me now? Maybe. Hmm. Because even the hourly rate being relatively low or split or whatever, um, if you're really busy, I don't know. I can understand why people get enticed by it. And like you said, Mark, now that I've actually spoken to different owners at different chains or therapists who work at chains, Mm -hmm majority of them say they practice how they want to practice. They have a regular group of clients that will only book with them. They set their hours. I'm like, huh, all the things that I thought I couldn't get at a chain, maybe I could. But like I said, there is still a little chip on my shoulder because I know so many really amazing clinic owners that just can't 
offer the things chains can, but like they have such a good clinic that I want them to be able to get therapists. So there's still a tiny chip on it's small, like a crumb. But I feel like I would, I'm not sure what I would say if I was a brand new therapist looking for a job, but I feel like now I'm seeing that and I'm like, Oh, what, what's the catch? Mm-hmm. That's where my brain goes to like, what's the, like, Oh, it all seems like rainbows and butterflies. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's true. Like, if oh, somebody's saying, I'm gonna, yeah, like, I'm going to give you everything. Like, yeah. 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 Like where's that would suck yeah. if you do all that and you sign a contract and you fucking hate it. Yeah. I mean, then just go get fired, but <laughs> that's, that's the easiest thing. To the do. other thing too, though, and we, we've talked <laughs> about this a lot is that when you are a new therapist, um, probably one of the things if you don't know exactly who you are or what you want to do in the profession is to not put all your eggs in one basket you know you want to go work at a change you've got a you know guaranteed income x amount of days a week and then you want to try working at different types of places maybe you want to try out a rehab clinic maybe you want to try out a spa maybe you want to try out doing some mobile or corporate or you know maybe you want to start building up your own practice who knows but when you're first starting out it's great to try all the things because a lot of therapists we talk to, especially, end up where they never thought they would be. It's like everybody goes into school with a plan. I mean, myself included. I went into school not really thinking that massage was going to be my entire life. And here I am at 1030 on a fucking Tuesday night sitting in my bed <laughs> talking about massage. There's so many advantages and disadvantages right across the board. But I wonder where it puts you in a better spot. If you end up like our friend down at U of T who went from the farm mm-hmm. to massage school and then has worked at one place for over 30 years and the type of skill set that he walks away with from being in the same environment with these types of therapists around him, medical doctors around him, physiotherapists, chiropractors, blah, 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 at a very reputable place, or someone who dips their feet in a whole bunch of places and kind of learns where they want to go and go from there. Do you see what I'm saying? What ends you up in a better? I don't, it's, it's, I, I, there's advantages and disadvantages yeah. to both, but I think it's really interesting to kind of, compare them like the amount of time that i might skip around for seven years trying to find what i like this motherfucker has had seven years of honing this fucking skill do you see what i'm saying to work in that environment i'm like if if after seven years you're still bouncing around looking for for what you like then then that's what you need to be doing because there isn't one thing that you've ever really looked at and said that's where I belong. So are, are the are you saying long gone are the days where you just go to your job and you do it and you get paid and who cares whether you like it or not? It's just the thing you do oh, to pay for long your life. gone. Sophie, please back me up here. I, I am not young, but I scroll through TikTok and I don't know a single young person that would go to a job they don't like these days. Is this a good thing or is this a bad thing? And I, 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 let's ask the young people. I'm not young. Is this both of you guys? Is this a good thing or a bad thing? Sophie? I think it's good. I think why should you just work at the same place forever if it's not bringing you what it needs? Like, I feel like your parents were really like proud of like, oh, I've been working here for like, 30 years, whatever, that was like a good thing. And I feel like maybe they were not always happy there. I don't know. It's good. And you, like you said, you learn new things when you change 
places. And I don't know, I've, I am, I'm learning new things as I'm discovering new environments. So, you know what I think is good? I what? agree with you. I, th- I think it is good. Okay. But you know what I think is good? Not yes. like, oh, it's good that people can't just find a place and stick that's, to that's it. That's not what I mean, but okay. What I think is good is the attitude of you can be either. You can be like our friend who finds a job right. and decides, I'm fucking good at this and I like doing it. I'm going to hone these skills yes. because we're going to need those people. Like when all of the current like engineers and surgeons and like all of these computer wizards, like when they retire, we need people who have had the skills. But then it's really cool to know that you can bounce around. It's cool to know that you can have a career change at 55 and nobody's going to look at you sideways. Absolutely. I'm f- I'm, I, I, I think I... I think what I don't like about any of what I don't like about some parts of this whole idea is the skipping paying your dues. Paying your dues is a real fucking question. (laughs) Paying your dues is a real fucking thing. And I feel like a lot of young people, they want to roll into a place and say, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I'm like, how about you fucking pay your dues a little bit before you before you roll in there with your list of fucking demands. Yeah, but they'll learn because those aren't the people that are going to to get super This far. is just me. It's just because I'm old. I don't know. Right? And there's probably some young kid out there that's happy that other kids don't want to pay their dues because that kid's like, I'm going to fucking pay my dues and I'm yeah, going to roll right I mean. by these motherfuckers. There's different personalities and yes, there's definitely a whole section of the young generation that thinks I can do anything that I'm passionate about and make money. Well, but is this an industry where paying your dues is important? Uh, it, it probably isn't. Massage. Yeah, massage. Is this an industry where paying your dues is important? Yeah. Paying your dues in what way? Are we talking about financially, like how much money you make, or paying your dues as in practicing? Because all of it, all of it, all of it. I think in this industry, paying your dues is important. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, can paying can not paying your dues be avoided in this industry? One hundred percent. Yes. So, is it important in this industry? Right. You go into film, you're paying your fucking dues. Do you see what I'm saying? You, yeah. You, 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 you're you're an extra before you're ever fucking anywhere else in front of a camera. As a matter of fact, before you're in front of the camera, you're probably getting someone coffee. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No. Here we're all colleagues. The minute you get out of school and you have a license, you might be you might be better than I am. Right off the bat. And when I say better, meaning like you might just be the person that a clinic owner is looking for. Now, we were in Halifax. Yes. And one of the instructors was talking about pay scale. And he's like, you're fucking right that I'm going to demand more. I'm 28 years in. I got 28 years on you. Therefore, yeah, I'm charging more and I'm worth more. What do you think of that? Is he or she worth more because of the numbers of years and hours that they put in and we're all hovering with the same designation? Is they are they worth more? Experience matters. Hard question. Are they saying they want like a higher split? Are they saying they want they're to saying, charge more? They're saying that they do all charge more and they deserve to charge more. They kind of and they deserve to charge more. And it makes more sense why you won't charge what I charge, or you shouldn't be charging what I charge. I'm because 20 well, experience, in. yeah. It's how do I say that? Like, in in a way, it shouldn't, but in a way, it should. Here's what I say that: like, massage therapy is one of those industries where you're 
if you work hands-on for somebody, let's say, or for yourself, you're capped at how much you can work in a day, in a week. Yep. It's only so, so many hours in the day. You, you don't get like, oh, cool. You made like, you have a pay raise of five grand or you have a bonus this year. Yeah, cool. Like we don't have any of those. So why should we be always making the same amount of money for the rest of our lives? That right. doesn't really seem, you know what I mean? And, and yeah, I'm assume, I assume that person has learned a lot different things and just your hands-on, you learn different things, of course. And I assume you have more training, you take other courses, you get better, more experience. But yeah, I think in a way, they, yeah, they should. But why shouldn't they? You said they should and they shouldn't. Well, in a way, like, it would, like, how, up to how much? Like, are we saying, like, every year they raise by so much and now, like, their massage is worth, like, let's say for an hour, like $50 more than they they were like three years ago. I don't know. Like, are you know what I mean? Like a 20 year old therapist versus like a 40 year old therapist. Like how, what's the difference in cost? You're saying where, where does it stop? Yeah. Like what, like I agree financially, like you want to, you want to make more, you need to make more else you like for me anyways, I'll be super unmotivated if I don't feel like I'm financially compensated. Right. Like you, so I understand his point of view. What do you think about it, Mark? I don't know. This is a very strange this is a very strange industry where there your designation might not be any different from mine. We all walk away, we're RMTs, we went to RMT school. If that's all we got, and nothing's wrong with that, if that's the case, but then how do you wh- where do you put that price tag on? I don't I don't know. It's strange to me. It's it's very strange, and I get it. I get why so and so wants to make more because they deserve more. They feel like they deserve more, and we all kind of agree with that. But then we all would probably disagree when saying the new guy, let's pay them a lot less, and we'd right. be like, oh, can't do that. That's a you. But then we're all, the, 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 you know what I mean? Then the opposite of that, we're like, yeah, I understand how that works. It's weird. To, I, don't, I don't know. I can't, I can't, especially when we are in this, 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 this industry that doesn't allow you to say, that doesn't allow you to specialize. Right. I'm not allowed to specialize under the College of Massage Therapists of Ontario. I'm not. You're not allowed to specialize, but if you do have a significant amount of continuing education in certain I areas and I you have a, a area of focus I that gives it. you but a i'm niche. never going to be an ear nose and throat pay for doctor that. do you see what i'm saying like i'm never going to be the urologist right no i understand but people do pay for somebody who has specific training and i can solve a problem I, that not every therapist can i don't think a lot of clinic owners put enough value behind that no. And the way a lot of the pay structure and the billing works and, and, and the fee scheduling works, it doesn't reflect that. Even estheticians do that, man. Like I've had, Everywhere I've had does hairstylists this. where... Every, that's the example that was given in that class. Yeah. Hairstylists. The hairstylists where you go you in more. and it's like, if you want the master stylist, you're paying $280. Exactly. You want a junior stylist, you only have to pay 175 Exactly. So... When you could roll into any clinic and then pay this one hour massage fee for you who's got 12 years experience. There's lots of clinics who actually understand the proper way. And there is a clinic that I know that you pay 
you do pay for experience. The newer therapists all have like the certain rate. Any therapists who have, um, I don't know what they call it anymore. Common? I don't believe this to be common. I'm not saying it's common. I'm saying, but there are clinics who do this, who if you like, for example, they have a therapist who does uh, lymphatic treatments. So you're going to pay more to see that therapist or there's therapists who just with higher experience, and I can't remember what they call them. I'll, okay. I'll look it up. Okay. But so for example, I think their like base rate for, you know, if any, if you call, you book any therapist for one hour, it's like, I think $115. If you want these particular therapists, the more experienced therapists who have like additional trainings or certifications or whatever, it's um, $130 an hour. Like you, you do pay for their experience and their education. Is that super common? No. Do I think that you, it's okay to do that? Of course. Do you see that in BC at all? Is that something that you would see out in BC? Mm, have you seen it? I can't say that I have seen it, but maybe it is like that. I'm not sure, but I feel like what you were saying about like when you get certain, like, I don't know, when you feel unvalued, I feel like that's what people, that that's what will get therapists to leave because no matter how good you get, no matter how much, you know, extra courses you take, no matter how good you, you know what I mean? Like you'll always make the same amount, but then if you go by yourself, then you could charge what you want to charge. Yeah. Is that like, I feel like that could deter people like that have been massage therapists for like however many years. You it's know? like my buddy at the university. He's like, I'm a pay grade below the physio. I see all the physios complex cases because the physio doesn't know what to do with them. He's like, I see a bunch of these people and I help them out significantly and I'm fucking a good 10 grand pay grade lower than them. And it kind of yeah, irks exactly. him a little bit sometimes. Do you know what I mean? And I, I understand. Under, I understand why. I totally understand why. Because he's he's rolling in with the designation RMT, regardless of the num- number of years experience. That physio will roll in off of two years, and he's already making. He'll he's just we put you into the category. You're making more than that, dude. Well, that shit. It's a it's a very it's a very strange. I never really thought about any of this. Like I'm. My mind is going in so many different directions right now because I never too, really thought about how, yeah, how we get paid. Like, you know, like Sophie was saying, it's not like we get bonuses or annual raises or anything. It's just like, this is what the general consensus is for what a massage is worth, no matter who does it. And by the way. And so we're all going to just make this much money. By the way. I feel like all of this was just arbitrary. It was just all fucking made up. It was totally made up. And then everyone just goes with it because that turns to be the industry standard, which is some fucking Yahoo just making shit up, right? And then then once you get insurance companies involved, it's fucking over. Oh my goodness. Do you know what I mean? The insurance companies. Direct billing is the worst fucking thing possible. Like, this is what our insurance company feels a 60-minute massage is worth. Direct, this is what a 90-minute massage is worth. Direct billing is like the worst thing imaginable for a massage therapist. It's easy for you to get paid because no one has to open up their fucking wallet. Yep. But it's so limiting in what you can do in terms of your billing. I can't easily see one person for 10 minutes, six days a week and say, okay, just pay me for an hour at the end of the week. I can't do that. Right. Right, you can't do that. But I can do that if I didn't have direct billing, or if I wasn't, you know, doing all this. I can, of course, I can do that. It's 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 really limiting. 
And I think that a lot of therapists fall into the, I don't want to say trap, but fall into the idea of like, it's easy for my client, therefore it's easy money coming my way if I do this. But with that comes less fucking freedom. 100% less freedom. I can't control. You know how many times an insurance company has paid out less than what I charged? Most of the time. Saying your prices are more expensive than than most massage therapists in your neighborhood. Therefore, we're only going to pay you this, period. I seem to get that message a lot, yet I know most massage therapists in my neighborhood, and that's a lie. But the bottom line is, end of story. Then then you just got paid that, and now you got to go fight with your fucking clients, get that extra $30 or whatever the case is. Like the ins- I'm telling you, man, it's, it, insurance has fucked it all up. That direct billing stuff has fucked it all up. <laughs> I don't know how we got here. It but really has. Welcome, welcome, guys. <laughs> I don't know. Man. I, just, I just think out of the box sometimes. I think there's a lot of. I think there's a better way that a lot of therapists can roll on stuff. I just feel like a lot of therapists are scared to to, to kind of step out a little bit and do things a little bit differently. Or do things the way they want because it's not so conventional. I hope this is food for thought for them. They're as scared to think outside of the box as you are to move outside of Toronto. Um, um, fuck, thanks. (laughs) So, Sophie, you love the place you're at so much. There's there's no way you're going to be doing any kind of move from the clinic. So what's your next move? What? Yeah. Do you have any next moves planned? Or I guess not. I guess you've been telling us you guys are just, just like happy. in limbo. Do we go back? Don't we go back? Do we go back? Don't we go back? I guess we'll kind of see where this experience takes us. I feel like most likely we will go back to Ottawa. Um, it just, it just makes more sense. <laughs> um, but the time, the thing is like when, you know, that's the timeline is unsure, uh, but most likely we'll come back. Yeah. My prediction At some is, point. is if there's a beach volleyball injury, then they, they, that's what, yeah. that's what <laughs> that, might, that might make that move a little uh, yeah. Otherwise, they're staying put. Well, I'm so <laughs> excited that we got to talk to you again. It's been a long time. Thank you for hanging out with us. I was about to say so late, but it's not so late for you. It's just so late for us. I'm like now laying in my bed, yawning. It was it was I my bedtime. That. I know you can see me. I'm just like laying down all cozy. It was past my bedtime before we started, I think. But I appreciate you hanging out with us. And uh, for people who are thinking about anything leaving the province do it, oh, do it do that's it. all just do it that's how we're Move gonna end here. it just do it did you feel stifled by regulation in ontario like yes and no like i don't know like it didn't stop like you know what i mean i was all like oh my god like i can't i don't know do you feel equally as free or less free where you are now um i know you can't do cupping and all that kind of stuff yeah so, does that does that make you feel less free or 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 you don't have to do strive, so that makes you feel less free, more free. I feel like CMTBC feels okay when I was doing the courses and everything. They feel very very strict, and by the book, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, yeah, like I'm gonna get all my my ducks in a row, right? Like this, that, and then I get here, and all the therapists are like, no, they're so chill. Like they were saying, like you know, um, somebody from CMTBC can just pop in your office right away and ask you to see files right away, and it's like all like. You know, right. it's very, very, I was like, oh my God, what? Like any day somebody can pop in the office and like, look at my stuff. Like, oh my God, that's scary. 
They're like, nah, they'll never do that. And they're like, everybody's so chill about it here. They're like, yeah, they're like, they're, unless you do something really crazy, like they're not going to be on your ass. And I was like, amazing. But I think, like I said, it's just the vibe here. People are just so easygoing. Mm. The only thing I don't, that I prefer actually is our fees are much cheaper here, which is great. So I've been noticing people here like, oh, the fees are so expensive. I'm like, oh my God, no, they're not. What are they there? Uh, 675. That's very reasonable. And like, mind you, like I said, like, we charge more right. in Vancouver anyways. So it's like win-win, you know, Absolutely. like you make more and you have, you you know, pay less for your license, which is great. So aside from the fact that nobody can afford a house, it's fantastic. When you were in Ontario, cause I, I want you to do a little compare and contrast again, but I wanted to hear what you thought of Ontario first. Did you feel RMTs in Ontario complained about a lot of stuff? Did you feel like that when you were in Ontario or no? Yeah. 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 Do you feel like that RMTs in BC complain equally or complain less or complain no. more? Way less about their co- way, way less. Way less. I see that on like online, you know, like Facebook groups and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Just in general, nobody complains about the college here. And I'm sure there are some things that don't always work out and, you know, like right. they're not meant to be there to protect us, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But the, but the, the general attitude towards the regulatory the body is. The, the college is not negative. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. It is really interesting. I'm learning a lot. <laughs> oh, thank you. This has been this has been a fun, weird conversation with many, many twists. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I, I enjoyed this very much. Thank you. No, thank you guys. And thank you for meeting me so late. Right on. Thanks for hanging. This was good. You guys have been listening to two massage therapists in a microphone. Peace. <laughs>